Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. Do the show, bitch. And let's get started. All right, here it comes. It's Ben and Paul. Try to say this nicely. When you look at Ben and me, it doesn't scream athlete. With Ben Higgins. Pick a pick a bow bow bow, pick a bow bow bump bump, what 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 what, ha 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 ha. On your mark, ready, set, let's go. And Paul Rindle. I want to win. I want to win at all costs. I mean, I want to fly, cheat, and steal. But whatever it takes, I'm willing to do. Ben and Paul. Blame it on the Henry. On 97.3 The Fan. Do the show, bitch! Correct me if I'm wrong, but we don't actually usually play the show open at 7 o'clock. We do it at 6 and 8. Is it possible that you threw that in? I... Simply because of who's on hold right now on I our think phone lines? Adam must have. Oh, done was that. it Adam? Yeah. It was Adam who did that. Blame Adam. Yeah, I think um, it was Adam's. Fault. Good morning again, everybody. It is Ben and Paul on 97.3 The Fan. It's usually Ben and Woods, but the chair next to me is empty. And instead of joining us uh, in studio right now on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline, How's that hotline doing? Is uh, Stephen Woods joining us from Los Angeles, California, where uh, I'd imagine everyone's in a really bad mood this morning, the opposite of us. Woodsy, good morning. Good morning, you bitches. Uh, <laughs> I am fabulous. Uh, I am in a, a very plush hotel bed with my son, Bo. He is just waking up. And uh, is the umpire scorecard out? Yeah. I have not That's seen it I yet. I, I was looking. They typically come out around seven thirty. I cannot wait to see the umpire scorecard. Let me walk you through. First of all, good morning, guys. Thanks for filling in. And for those that don't know, this was a, we're a not plan. Filling we're, yeah, we're not really we're filling just in. We're just job. yeah, we're just here we're doing. doing job. Yeah, I, I appreciate you guys filling in for me. But um, <laughs> the the. the this was the planned vacation, and uh, as you guys know, I, I, it, it's beyond killing me not to be there this morning after that particular win. Um, so I'm proud of the guys, obviously. It was incredible from what I could glean, and this is the worst thing. The hotel that we're staying in did not have the game, okay? So I'm watching, I'm listening, I'm looking at Twitter, I'm watching the game cast. Um, it, it, like it, everything was so slow. Ted, uh, Tony and Jesse's feed was way behind what I was seeing on Twitter. I was in hell. I mean, I was in pure, pure 
hell with this baseball game. I could not find something that was accurate. Twitter was the only thing that I could see. And all I would see is 700 people tweet the F word. That's it. And then I'm like, oh, my God, what happened? You know, and somebody would get a hit or a walk or something. And I'm like, my, my heart was pounding out of my chest. I, I, I did not know what to do. Well, you and, didn't miss much. You know, I, got, I mean, you know, it was just a yeah. 5-3 baseball game. It's, you know, it's a dime a dozen, right? Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I was able to, you know, like I said, it was it was honestly bits and pieces. And, and really, after it was over, I thought to myself, I'm like, it may be good that you missed it because I can hear my heart beating in like the, the ninth inning as I'm, we're at the concert waiting for the band to walk out. And Hayter comes in, and uh, it's like I think he, he comes in in the eighth, and he's pitching to Clay Thompson or something. And I'm like, my heart—I could hear it beating through through my chest. It was it was excruciating, but well done. I saw the uh, many many videos of you Darvish getting absolutely jobbed by the umpires. I saw Dodger fans trying to say, well, it's it's both ways. Well. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. It's, it, they may have missed some calls. None of them led to multiple runs. You absolute buffoons. Um, so I was, I was in hell with this game last night. But I, I legitimately, legitimately thought about after the concert, coming back to the hotel, <laughs> packing up, putting Bo in his car seat, and driving back to be there this morning. But we got plans to go to the aquarium today. We're go, we're going to chicken and waffles. The whole bit, like. This has been planned for a while. We weren't going to stay tonight, but obviously I'll be back uh, tomorrow to rage with everybody and, and can't wait. So it's, it, it's killing me if that gives you guys any solace at all. Um, but I do appreciate being able to be here with Bo. Oh, it does. It gives me great solace because I would have been so mad if the Padres had lost that game last night. And I knew that I had to come in here with Paul and talk oh, yeah. for four hours oh, about a 2 nothing series deficit. Oh. And you were just cozied up in some plush hotel bed the entire time with your covers, you know, head under the covers. I really would have been very upset. But now I can, I can more than say I am delighted to be here this morning. And show, I know you're the not one. not that hard to get through. You're the one who is missing out. But I'm glad you'll be back tomorrow. Uh, Punchbowl Social, uh, we're going to be out live. We talked about it in the last hour. If you missed that, though, yeah, we're going to be broadcasting live. East Village there, Punchbowl Social. We'll give you the details coming up, but Woodsy will be there tomorrow morning. How was the show, though? I mean, give us a little Afghan Wigs review since you did go to the trouble of taking Bo all the way up there. The the cool thing was is we did the uh, the sound check package, too. So we actually – now, it's L.A., right? So I found a hotel that was 5.9 miles from the venue. So only like an hour and a half from <laughs> yeah. where you're going. So – Six miles. I'm like, I'm a genius. And we... You I might as well have stayed home. Says, Dude, seriously. I get the email that says, hey, uh, for sound check and meet and greet, be to the venue at 4.30 in L.A. 4.30. I said, okay. I'm only six miles. It was 45, 50 minutes from my hotel. So we, come, we, we get to L.A. We go swimming in the pool. It's amazing. We have a great time. Have lunch. Then we drive the 50 minutes, six miles, down to the venue. We wait in line for about an hour uh, to get in. And then we watch them play a couple songs. Uh, my buddy who's in the band, Christopher Thorne, who was in Blind Melon, he comes up, gives Bo and me a big hug. We get a picture with him. 
Then we go upstairs for this really cool Q and A uh, session with the lead singer, who's like my rock and roll Jesus. So we sit, and him and Bo are busting each other's balls the whole time. It was really, really funny. And he's like, oh, I don't want to say any bad language around him. I'm like, he's fine, dude. Don't worry, don't worry about it. So we uh, we did some Q and A. Then we came back to the hotel. We had some dinner here. Then we went back to the venue for the show. And uh, the show was packed, and uh, it was electric, and so much fun. So, I mean, I I feel like I'm hungover right now, but I, I, I just drank water. So it was it was incredible, and, and Bo had a great time, and they were so nice to him. And uh, it was really special. It was really, really special. So we rocked it out last night pretty good, but it was, it was tough not being able to watch, boys. It really was. I, I do not like that feeling of having to – rely on technology, which is probably further proof why I never actually will cut the cord. I never can do it. I think last night proved it. I just, it's not for me. I just can't do it. I can't do it. It sounds like an incredibly, you know, worthy experience with Bo to do it, and I'm glad you did. But you do know that, I mean, now you've got all day today, and you're going to come back, and then we're partying early tomorrow and then we gotta get just carry all the way through to the game and now there's definitely a game on saturday as well i mean you're looking at another at minimum what are we what are we talking about 70 72 type hours of just constant you know go and stress and everything after the week we've already had i mean you're gonna be you're gonna be a puddle you're gonna be a puddle i welcome it i want it I want it. I want it more than I've ever wanted anything in my life. I'm ready for it. I can't wait. Uh, you know we're going to bring the heat. I'm Ben and Woods. We always do. You know we're going to have some fun. Uh, and I'm just, I'm really elated with uh, with getting that victory, man. We said you got to get one in L.A. And I'm telling you, you get those guys two runs, you take those two runs away, man. We dominated that game. Seriously, it's a 5-1 win. So I, I'm so tired of those mouths. Uh, I, I saw it on Twitter. I'm already seeing the meltdowns about Dave. Dave Roberts went full Dave Roberts last night with the Austin Barnes selection uh, instead of a healthy Chris Taylor. Um, uh, Dodger fans are 100% turning on him as they always do and have for the last decade. And uh, he he went Dave Roberts last night, but. I don't want to give him all the credit. I want to give the credit to our San Diego Padres for absolutely kicking ass and going blow to blow with those guys. I mean, you know, it's, it's behind the eight ball because of the fires early and the guys just never quit. And that's weird. Like Jake Cronenworth came through a really big uh, home run. So, you know, I think we should uh, beat our chest about that a little bit. Paulie with a great call of a Manny Machado uh, home run. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was really well done. I saw a lot of people turning on the skipper last night. And I, I got to say, Benny, I don't know if you guys have talked about it yet. I thought it was probably one batter too long myself. And I'm a huge Bob Melvin fan. But I, I didn't even see the game. But I got friends that I trust who are like, dude, you does not have it last night. you got to get him out of there. And Robert Suarez – uh, if we're building premature statues, uh, let's give him one. Like today, let's start working on a rudimentary sketch of a Robert Suarez statue. At least a mural. Unbelievable. A mural, dude, yes. I mean, a mural. If there's not a mural up by the time I'm back in San Diego, <laughs> somebody, we have a major problem. So we haven't actually oh, gotten yeah. to the bottom of the fifth. We, we, this game was filled with so much drama 
We're just going inning by inning, and we did uh, the first Sorry. half of the game. So we did four and a half innings. We were just about to get uh, to the bottom of the fifth and then the bottom of the sixth when you uh, Darvish got taken out of the game. And, and we're, getting, we're getting there. It's just uh, we're taking our sweet time this morning going through that game because yeah. there's just so much. There was so much to get to in every single inning. It really was an incredible baseball game. At some point, you really need to sit down – and just watch that whole thing. Even if it's in the off season, you really need to experience it because I guarantee you, you'll still have. Even knowing the outcome, you'll you'll appreciate it as a baseball fan. The ups, the downs, the great plays, the the couple of mistakes that you know teams had to either capitalize or not capitalize on. It was one of the best baseball games I've watched, and uh, as Paulie and I talked about earlier. You know, I put it in in one of the top five, you know, most significant Padres games in franchise history. Uh, just just after last night, just based on the significance, who it was against, the kind of game that it was, you know, where it came, it, it just all of it was amazing. It's it's incredible. I mean, and again, you're t- I'm just following on GameCast, Twitter, um, <laughs> you know, just I listened to uh, Tony and Jesse, and again, they were so far behind. I. I I was surprised. I mean, really, like I, I was getting information and then hearing it. And um, it just, you know, there's no substitute for watching the game. Uh, as I say that on our radio station that airs it on a radio broadcast, but there's not like a game like that. I needed to see and just was unable. I did not want to take him to a bar uh, here. I just didn't, uh, you know, to, to watch a game somewhere. And um, that was not something I was going to do as a, decent father I, also, I mean i'm not going to give him alcohol either it's like i'm not going to take my son in his pottery city connect hat to a bar in los angeles to watch the dodger game i'm just not doing it so um you know i had to wear that one a little bit but so happy they came out with a victory and uh just it was really a perfect day for me honestly from from start to finish uh, starting at ale smith and everybody coming coming out yesterday was pretty cool and uh yeah let's let's keep it rolling man it's gonna get weird this weekend for sure well woods uh, enjoy your chicken and waffles and the aquarium and we will see you tomorrow morning at punch bowl social uh bright and early at 6 a.m with all the tier ones as we get ready for game three between the padres and dodgers enjoy the rest of your day we'll see you tomorrow buddy all right, let's rage. See you guys. Uh, there's Woodsy calling in on our Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall Chevrolet. Find new roads. Um, let's uh, hold off on real or fake since it's a thir- throwback Thursday. We'll we'll push it back an hour, a little after 8 o'clock, and try to qualify someone for that trip to Las Vegas. Have a fun real or fake category for you today. But uh, we have to get back to this game. We have to get to Don't Do This as well. And again, tomorrow at Punchbowl Social, 1485 E Street. Uh, you know, we talked about it. Paulie and I have both been there. It's an amazing venue uh, with all kinds of games, bowling alley, uh, food, craft beverages. Um, you're just going to have a lot of fun. Brunch, live music every weekend. They get a big Halloween party coming up on Saturday, October 29th as well with a live DJ costume contest, boozy Halloween punch, and more. And we're going to be broadcasting live 6 to 10, our show, and Coach John Quintero from 10 to 2 as we lead up to Padres baseball tomorrow. So we'll see you out at Punchbowl Social tomorrow morning. We'll come back. Don't do this. Uh, we'll get an update on that that crazy fishing story with the weights in the walleye oh story from last week. Oh, my God. It just keeps getting better and better. 
Uh, and then we'll get back to the breakdown of the game. David Schoenfield with us at the bottom of the hour. Stay tuned. Busy, busy here on a Thursday on San Diego's number one sports station. We'll check traffic right now on 97.3 The Fan. Powerful as Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Don't do this. It's time for Don't Do This. What were you thinking? Three stories from the world of sports that make us all shake our heads. Why? How many times do I have to tell you? I'm sorry, I fudged up, guys. You idiot. You moron. You're a dumbass. The apple sometimes does far fall from the tree. Don't do this. Do not tweet that. With Ben and Woods. I like a Nickelback song or two. On 97.3 The Fan. <laughs> I just got a text oh. from Woods. I don't know if I can share that one or not. We'll we'll see what he says, but uh, that would end up in the don't do oh, this category. Don't, don't read on air. This morning. Oh, well, that's, that's <laughs> woodsy for you. Uh, no, we do have some other don't do this stories. First, 
A reminder, uh, you can check out the new podcast, First and Pod, with Danny Parkins in Chicago and Andrew Filipponi in Pittsburgh. Uh, they are 500 miles apart, two good friends, but they come together with their love of pro football. New episodes every Monday and Friday. Give them 40 minutes, they'll give you the league. Uh, get it on the free Odyssey app. It is First and Pod or wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, it is a lot of NFL ownership drama this morning in Don't Do This. Dan Snyder, just kind of a walking Don't Do This. If you follow the National Football League, the owner of the Commanders, currently, I believe, under suspension. If you haven't seen it yet, this story is going to blow up I, I saw the headline immensely. on ESPN. It, it, dropped this, it, it dropped this morning at 527 on ESPN.com. I uh, I am going to read you kind of just the opening paragraph here. It was uh, reported by several of the main investigative reporters at ESPN, like Don Van Natta Jr. and Seth Wickersham. Um, after you know, they do the d- the deep dives. They dig for weeks. If those and weeks guys are writing weeks. about you. You done. You're in trouble. Up. You're absolutely in trouble. Yes. Here's how the piece starts, and it's long, so you'll have to go check it out yourself. Dan Snyder does this thing when he feels cornered. Say those who know him well. He paces in a hotel suite or on his super yacht or at Riverview, his $48 million Virginia estate. Cradling a drink in one hand, he tells members of his inner circle about the dirt he has accumulated on fellow owners, coaches, executives, even his own employees. All the stuff he's learned from other sources, including private investigative firms. He never says exactly what he knows, only that in his 23 years as owner of the Washington Commanders, he knows a lot. And in the zero-sum world of billionaires, this is how you survive. Snyder recently told a close associate he has gathered enough secrets to, quote, blow up several NFL owners, the league office, and even Commissioner Roger Goodell. Quote, they can't F with me, he has said privately. The NFL is a mafia, he recently told an associate. All the owners hate each other. That's not true, one veteran owner says. All the owners hate Dan. Oh, is that not a juicy start to a story? I don't know what the don't do this necessarily is because we don't know but what the dirt in is. In, in hiring investigators to investigate like your fellow owners maybe, but um, the fact that uh, this should not this should be a television program. This should be succession, but with NFL owners. I mean, the drama here, the potential for scandal, gossip, whatever's going on behind the scenes... We need to know all of this, and now that the ESPN investigative crew is on it, you feel like details are going to come out at some point. This is just the tip of the iceberg on this story, and it just dropped this morning. Keep an eye out for future Don't Do This Nuggets coming out of the Washington Commanders uh, after this story dropped this morning. And I haven't read the whole thing yet either. It's long, and it just came out, but it is going to be dominating some NFL conversation. Believe me, not just... Fans, but high-level owners, executives, media. This is the story right now in the National Football League. Seth Wickersham is one of the best writers in sports today, and anytime he writes one of these stories, you give yourself like 45 minutes to just parse through it, but it is always worth it. Dan, Dan, of course, is already going to say it's all not true, <laughs> but you know it is. You absolutely know it is. Yeah, Got an update on the uh, fishing scandal that we've been talking about a little bit over the last few weeks. Uh, on September 30th, the allegations surfaced when uh, a couple of fishermen were accused of very cheating, very much so, in, in that stealing thousands and thousands of dollars in winning, they were stuffing 
the fish with like weights and other like fish, and it, it was it was wild. We told you about the video. We posted it on social media because there was no chance we could possibly play it. Every other word was the f word. They they these guys had to fear for their lives. That's how intense that it got. And we do have an update that uh, the two men who were accused of cheating. They are looking at charges of attempt, attempted grand theft and several other counts. They were indicted yesterday in Cleveland on felony charges of cheating, attempted grand theft, and possessing criminal tools and misdemeanor charges of unlawfully owning wild animals. Unlawfully owning wild animals. Throwing the book at them. Okay, I have, um, obviously, these guys are out, just the creepiest of fishing creeps. But I do have a question for you. So this is a competition, right? And yes. obviously they broke the rules to try to win the competition. But in what sports do we not see people trying to break the rules to win a competition? For instance, didn't the Houston Astros, by cheating to win a World Series, benefit all those guys, like monetarily? Aren't they technically like stealing from the other players or stealing money? I mean, should... Should Jose Altuve be charged and like maybe going to jail? Yes. For what he did? Where where do you draw the line? I mean, does um, a, does a guy who steals signs from second base belong in jail? You know, looking at where do you draw the line? Where where does cheating become an actual crime? If you're not caught, if you get away with it, certainly yeah, they don't deserve to win the competition. They cheated, they got caught, you know, disqualify them, suspend them. You know, do whatever. Ban them so for you're life. Defending these, I'm not, de- I'm not defending them. But can you legally charge someone for cheating in a competition, or can you only say, okay, well, you're no longer allowed in the competition anymore? But is it a crime to try to get away with cheating in a, a sporting event? And I mean, I mean, they, they yes, stole the thousands they, of dollars. Well, I mean, did they or did they not? They won the competition. They didn't win it fair and square, but. People win things not fair and square all the time, and we don't throw them in jail for it. (laughs) I'm just asking the question. Well, I think a lot of times those past examples that you're thinking of, people don't get caught red-handed in the moment. Not usually, but, you know, sometimes they do. I mean, these um, people, they got got caught at the end of a tournament in which they were set to win over $28,000 in prize money. I mean, when, um, who was it, Phil Necro, who got caught with the nail file on the mound, got caught red-handed, you know, with the baseball. Should he be, should he have been arrested for cheating his fellow players? He was thrown out of the game, obviously. I mean, you know, each sport has its own disciplinary measures, but do we call in law enforcement? When we think someone's cheating at something. Maybe Maybe we should. I mean, Patrick Reed, when he, you know. You know, takes a takes a free drop from an embedded ball that clearly bounced. Should the cops be called in? Because he's stealing money by finishing higher in the tournament from someone else who should have won more money. Do we call the police? Maybe we there's should. A, a crime in place. I'm just asking. All right. Finally, uh, since we already hammered one owner, I guess I'll be nice to another one. No one really likes him. He's Robert Kraft, the owner of the New England Patriots. But if you do something good, I guess you should be lauded for it. And for do do this this morning, DD Mega Doo uh, Robert Kraft donated fifty million dollars to promote health equity at Massachusetts General Hospital. 
And, you know, he's worth $10 billion, so I guess he can do that. But it's better than not donating $50 million and health equity and, you know, uh, good outcomes at the hospital for everyone, I think, is an important issue. So let's at least for one brief moment in time say thank you to Robert Kraft, owner of the Patriots. And now you can go back to hating him if you want. And that's don't and do do this for a Thursday. That was Don't Do This with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. All right, we'll continue the uh, baseball playoff discussion, Padres Dodgers, when we're joined by David Schoenfield and from ESPN. And? Ump scorecard. Oh, it's not. Oh, 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 tease. Yeah. You got me. I'm hooked. I'm not missing this next segment. I can't wait to hear what, uh, what it had to say about last night's game. That's coming up next with Ben and Woods on Paul on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. (laughs) Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Polly, you just teased it. The ump scorecard for last night's, uh, what at least it, by my viewpoint, was a travesty of home plate umpiring that yeah. heavily favored the Dodgers in that game. It is out. I um, And the Dodgers were favored last they night. They were. 58 runs I honestly in the Dodgers' was, favor. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, no, no. 5.8 runs in the yeah. Dodgers' favor. I, I thought it was going to be a lot worse. He no. had an overall accuracy of 93%, <laughs> overall consistency of 92%. Um, they they had the, the pitch from Darvish in the bottom of the second to Muncie that should have been strike three. That was their third most impactful missed call. It was pretty impactful. It was uh, it was, it was a three pitch strikeout impactful. versus a seven pitch home run. So pretty darn impactful. Ultimately, no. They they said point five eight. I mean six tenths of a run in favor of the Dodgers last night. It's still not good, Bob. Not good it needs at to all. Be better. It's a playoff for game. Sure. It's a short series. Anything can swing a short series. Padres overcame that. Got the 5-3 to three win last night. We'll talk more playoff baseball here. David Schoenfield, our friend from ESPN, going to join us right after this check of traffic on 97.3 The Fan. And now we go to our premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline where we're joined by ESPN baseball writer David Schoenfield. David, happy playoffs to you. Good morning. Always good to have you on. It's Ben. It's Paul. Woods isn't here today, uh, but I know he's missing you right now. Unable to recover from last night's win is that why something like that? You know, he gets he does get very emotional about such things, but uh, (laughs) uh, he'll be back tomorrow. I know you got to pay attention to to all the series. I totally get that. 
Uh, last night's though game, I've watched a lot of playoff baseball, and and I admit that I am a Padres fan, so I'm a little biased. But that was that was some special baseball. Really, both sides. I mean, what an entertaining back and forth, fun baseball game that was. Yeah, it really was. And as a Mariners fan, I've seen them play two classics. So uh, I try to be a neutral observer, but so far we're off to a great start. And last year, you know, hopefully no no Braves fans are listening. Last year's postseason was kind of a dud. You know, not too many exciting series, very few uh, riveting games, a lot of blowouts. So I'm happy as a baseball fan early on to see a lot of great games so far. So the Mariners are in a similar situation, obviously, to the Padres. <laughs> yep. They're taking on the juggernaut of their league, the Astros in this case, Padres taking on the Dodgers. And I'm all... I'm always torn as a fan. Do you do you want to try to take them down a, a peg and, and, and make them a little more you know beatable and human? Or do you want to just admit, okay, you're facing a great team. If you beat them, you've done something incredibly special. I mean, I kind of go that way. People always get mad and they call it Dodger loving when I admit the Dodgers are a really good team. But I want, if the Padres win this series, I want everybody to know that the Padres took down really a historically good team. And that is what the Dodgers are this year. No, absolutely fair. I mean, 111 wins, most in NL history since, what, the 1906 Cubs. Uh, they are a juggernaut, but they're not unbeatable, which gets to the good and bad of October baseball, right? You know, anything can happen, but also means the best teams don't always win. Yeah, the Dodgers over 162. They're a better team, Padres fans, but it's okay to admit that because the playoffs are a different beast. Kind of, I compare it a little bit to the NCAA basketball tournament, right? The best team doesn't, doesn't always win, but the whole spectacle, the whole month is, is awesome. And, you know, we kind of accept it for what it is, which is the drama and the upsets that can happen. Now, and we can't forget, I mean, about some of the other teams, including the Atlanta Braves, who uh, really uh, almost a must-win game last night at home, uh, getting that 3 nothing win over the Philadelphia Phillies. You wrote about the Braves and the way that they've put together their roster. And I, I talked about this earlier in the week. I love what A.J. Preller has done. And the Padres have signed superstars, and Peter Seidler has gone out and spent a lot of money. But if you had a choice of a way you'd like to see your team built, it feels like you'd want to go the way the Atlanta Braves have done it, with their their own young talent, locking up a nucleus that, that for the most part now, these guys, they'll be together 2026, 2027. I mean, they, yep. they've got years and years. How did they do this, David? Yeah, it's remarkable what they've done, you know, locking up Michael Harris and Ronald Acuna and Ozzy Albies and Austin Riley, and they, they just signed Spencer, Spencer Strider. Yeah. You know, so, A, you got to come up with the player. That's the hard part, right? Um, they're their drafting and scouting is is amazing. You know, Harris was a third-round pick. Strider was a fourth-round pick. You know, in baseball, usually those picks don't turn anything. They turn into two superstar rookies this year. So kudos to them. But obviously players want to play there. You know, it's not easy to get all these guys to really sign – um, team-friendly deals to stay in Atlanta. You know, obviously most players want to play it out, head into free agency, and get as big a, a contract as they can. So there's something going on there in Atlanta, whether it's the, the clubhouse, the winning atmosphere, whatever it is, they're convincing players to sign. You know, so that's hard to do. But, yeah, 
the Padres took the opposite route. They had these great farm systems, and they traded most of it away for established stars. Um, which look, they were in a different boat. They're trying to compete with this juggernaut up north, you know. So I can understand why Preller did what he had to, but. How sustainable are the Padres going to be two, three, four years down the road? We'll find out. Talking to David Schoenfield from ESPN uh, here on 97.3 The Fan. Uh, Our attention turns to the American League today, two game twos, uh, including, as you mentioned, the Seattle Mariners. Can they they recover from what happened in game one? To take that lead (laughs) and to have it... Have it ripped away by Jordan Alvarez in a ball. I think it just landed uh, just now. Uh, that 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 ball off Robbie Ray. Can can you come off the mat against a team that good with a loss that devastating? Yeah, boy, that's a tough one. I, look, I don't want to say I called it, but as Mariner fans, we saw it coming. Robbie Ray has had struggled down the stretch. He gives up a lot of home runs. The Blue Jays had just knocked him around a couple days before in that wild card series. We all saw it coming. Jordan Alvarez locked in all game. I think he hit four balls over a hundred miles per hour or something like that, you know? Um, so yeah, emotionally, I don't know how they come back, but that's what these guys are trained to do. They're professional athletes. You flush that one down the toilet and Luis Castillo's going for the Mariners. Um, coming off a start where he shut out the Blue Jays for for seven-plus innings. So he could go out there and put up a bunch of zeros. That's baseball. I mean, there is no momentum, right? I'm going to stick to that belief. No momentum in playoff baseball. I like the Guardians. Uh, They got game two against the Yankees after losing to to Garrett Cole. Maybe it's because they're about 25% former Padres. Uh, on that team but you know it's it's they kind of are the this is the playoff series though they've scored like four runs <laughs> so far in the yeah. postseason and yet here they are and still feel like they have a chance in this series I maybe maybe I'm wrong but the Yankees certainly feel vulnerable to me yeah look Cleveland can pitch they can catch the ball they can run the bases what they don't do is hit home runs um, I got a stat for you guys here since 2016, the team that hits more home runs in a playoff game is 163 and 30. That's an 84.5 percent winning percentage. So it's hard to win in October when you don't hit home runs. The Yankees led the majors in home runs. The Guardians were last among playoff teams in home runs. So. I think the odds are slim. If they win, it's going to have to be 1-0, 2-1, you know, 3-2, very low-scoring game, which can happen. You know, you shut down Aaron Judge. It's not like the Yankee offense has been rolling of late. It was 163-29, and though, before last night, right? Because the Padres right. got out-homered <laughs> by the Dodgers 3-2 to yep. in that game, and the Padres still won the game 5-3. Uh, to three. Uh, Well, I mean, what are you – last thing, what are you kind of expecting now for the Padres-Dodgers series as it comes back – to Petco Park, I, I asked you know Paulie earlier. I mean, Padres now have a best of three series with home field advantage, and they've got yep. two of their best starters lined up that have pitched great down the stretch. Minus you know Blake Snell's a little wild effort against the Mets in the wild card pitched series. Really well against the Dodgers. Yeah, though. he's pitched well against the Dodgers. He's done it in the playoffs. Musgrove's a gamer, but I can't tell you that the Padres are the favorite despite all of that in this series. How do you kind of see it playing out from this point forward? Yeah, I mean, to me, the key game clearly is tonight because, yeah, who tomorrow? But yeah, which Blake tomorrow? Which which Blake Snell will show up? You know, he's um, 
he's an interesting cat, so we'll see how he, uh, you know, bounces back. But Tony Gonsolin, what are, what's he going to offer? He's pitched two innings since August, um, two or three innings. He had the one short appearance in the last week of the season. Obviously, he was great all year, but I assume they're going to do some kind of tandem start with him and maybe Dustin May or Tyler Anderson. I don't know what they're going to do. But also, I don't know, you guys, the Dodgers are great, but how do every postseason they get into October – and we never know what they're going to do with their bullpen. Last night, bringing in Trinan. I didn't understand that move. This guy's hardly pitched. Um, been injured all season. They put him in in a big moment, gives up the home run. You know, it just seems like when it comes to the playoffs and bullpen, Dave Roberts never makes the right decision. And that's why it won't shock me if the Padres pull this series out. It's funny because Woods isn't here, and yet I still see him nodding <laughs> At your comments, he's always going on and on about Dave Roberts and his playoff uh, bullpen, you know, usage and mistakes of the past. The, in game one, he pulled every right string, uh, you know, in the bullpen yep. to get that win. But you're right. Last night, it did not work out as well. David, we appreciate it. Thank you so much uh, for checking in with us and enjoy the rest of the postseason. I'm sure we will talk to you again soon. All right. You bet, guys. Thank you. That's our friend David Schoenfield on the Premier Chevrolet Carlsbad Fan Hotline. Of course, you can listen to all interviews on the Odyssey app. We function on demand. Uh, you can subscribe to the Ben Woods, Coach John Cantera, and Gwen and Chris podcasts on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, 7.50. Um, I want to continue our breakdown because we kind of picked up. We did the first half of the game, inning by inning, and we got a few minutes here. I want to continue on because every single inning of the game yesterday, in my mind, had something relevant and something pivotal in the game. And I think we left off, we were going to the, the bottom of the fifth. What happened in the bottom of the fifth, Paulie, last night? Mookie Betts led off with a walk and then got caught stealing by Austin Nola. Uh, that had not happened since July the 5th Jesus. that Austin Nola had thrown out a runner stealing. And by the way, a lot of those came against you, Darvish, who's, who's slow to the plate He's been easy to steal on all year. Mookie Betts is fast and very hard to catch. It took an absolute perfect throw, perfect tag, and a replay that was inconclusive enough to overturn, but that was huge. I mean, that's the tying, you know, that's the, um, at that point, that's the go-ahead run that's going to go out there at second base with nobody out and turns it into a, a, an easy 1-2-3 inning for you, Darvish. That was one of those moments uh, I thought about it during the Mets series when Trent Grisham and Josh Bell were hitting home runs, and I go, you, you need the unlikely heroes to step up. You, you expect Manny Machado and Juan Soto and you, Darvish, to do what they've been doing all year long. You're going to need contributions from guys that don't pop into your, your head right away, and that happened. We saw it in the Mets series, guys like Nola again, Grisham, and Profar even, but like yesterday, that moment, throwing out Mookie Betts, Mookie of all people, I go, that's the kind of stuff you need to happen. I mean, every Padre starter has pretty much had a moment so far in the playoffs. I mean, uh, Drury, much, yeah. you know, looking for something big from him, although he had a hit yesterday that, that led to the rally in the sixth inning. Carney uh, got the big one yesterday. Yeah, when the, when the Padres, you know, he, he got the bloop single, and then... Jay Cronenworth uh, took his place at first base on the ground out, the force at second, so he was the one that was actually out there to score the run after Trey Turner's error. 
Uh, and then the Jurickson Pro for RBI single. But remember, that inning could have been a blow-it-open inning for the Padres. They went with the, the Trent Grisham bunt with Will Myers at third. And Brewstar Gratterall made, I thought, a great play. The, the broadcast, the TV broadcast, talked about how Grisham should have bunted it toward first base instead of third. They're probably right. I thought it was a really good bunt, though, and you know, I I was sure that he was going to score when I saw when I saw him lay it down. I thought, oh, that's going to score the run easily. It was a terrific play by Gratterall. Uh, do or die, bare hand. You get it or you don't get it, and you've got you know still two runners on and another run in, and the Padres may have put it away right there. Um, so I thought that was a huge play in the game there in the top of the sixth, and then Austin Nola. I thought he got it over. Uh, uh, Cody Bellinger's head, but Bellinger ran that one Great down, catch. or that could have broke the game open. Mm. Then in the bottom of the sixth, the the one thing that Woods brought up, did Bob Melvin leave in you Darvish? Should he have just pulled him at the start of the inning? Should he have pulled him before the Muncie at bat? Probably. Probably gave you Darvish, because he's you Darvish and he's been so good, a batter too much, and, and Muncie nearly made him pay with a home run. It ended up being an off-the-wall single. Or... Maybe that's just the utmost confidence in Robert Suarez. Who well, knows? he comes in first and third, gets out of the jam with a strikeout of Justin Turner, the double play by Gavin Lux. Uh, he got out of another jam in the seventh inning with the bases loaded, uh, got out of it again. So Robert Suarez uh, doing some unbelievable work against that tough Dodgers lineup. Then, of course, in the eighth inning, you had Jake's home run. Padres could have broken the game open again, though. Remember, they got the bases; they had the bases loaded. Jose Azucar stole the base, but uh, Kim left the bases loaded. The bottom of the inning, you had the the migratory goose on the field. Um, Dodgers actually got a hit with the goose on the field. Talk to me, goose. Yeah, um, and then they took the goose off the field as Josh Hader came in for the four out save and, and stranded two runners on base. The uh, tying runs were on when Josh Hader, but then you wonder, is he going to be able to get the full four-out save in the ninth? Uh, Padres get you know strike out the side, Canely, in the top of the ninth, so it comes down to the bottom of the ninth. Two quick outs, and I finally, I finally at that moment, after 26 outs, like exhaled for a second, and then Freddie Freeman takes Josh Hader like to the top of the wall for a double, and I go, "This is not." Good. I wasn't even breathing. I just with with two outs and nobody on. I knew that Freddie Freeman couldn't tie it. I exhale for just the briefest of seconds, and of course, now the tying run is coming up to the plate. But Will Smith flew out to end the game. It was it was deep enough to at least make me for a second there. Uh, but Josh uh, Hader got it done, got the save, and are you are you telling me? We didn't know that the Padres and A.J. Preller were going to be going after a closer or Josh Hader. If that was Taylor Rogers still on the mound in that situation, Padres don't win that game. There's no way Taylor Rogers gets through the heart of the Dodgers order and wins that game, right? I mean, that, no, that trade, that trade <laughs> that won, game. won game two of the National League Division Series right then. That's why you did that move for that game exactly. What did you see, everybody? 833-288-0973. We'll come back with your calls next on Ben & Woods. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit at cox.com slash 5g home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.